The Walking Dead offseason is over, but we are just getting started here today on our All Walking Dead preview and Fear the Walking Dead recap show here on Most Shows Recapped. And now, here are the guys who are all celebrating the birthday of the great Antonio Mazzaro today. I'm Rob Sestronino. Here's Josh Wiggler and Antonio Mazzaro and our special yes. guest, AJ Mass. Yes! Oh my god, so many reasons to celebrate. Antonio's birthday, AJ's here, it was AJ's birthday earlier in the week. Best time ever with Neil Patrick Harris. I'm having a great time. uh, There's nothing I'd rather be doing than sitting here right now. AJ Mass, of course, uh, from ESPN and author of uh, of a number of books, including uh, How Fantasy Sports Explains the World. And yes, it's hot in here, the great AJ Mass. How are you doing? I'm doing good. That number of books would be too. Yes. Well, and future also books. We can hope. We can hope. Yes. Ooh, yes. Yeah. All right. We uh, know you like time travel, AJ. So in the future, I'm sure there are many more. Indeed. indeed. Well, that, let's save the time travel for another podcast. Okay. Let's, let, let's talk good. about uh, about the undead. Yeah. Well, dead of thing. course, uh, the reason that AJ Mass is here with us uh, this week, AJ Mass is one of the uh, biggest Walking Dead fans around. He loves it. He loves Fear the Walking Dead, I presume, as well. I do, I do. I enjoyed the uh, little uh, mini-season quite immensely. Yes, he even ha- named a fantasy team Herschel's Farm at one point. Herschel's Farm, yes, indeed. I, I, I imagine uh, that season was not very good. <laughs> <laughs> it did not go so well, of course. You're kind of like well. stuck in the same place the entire season. Yeah, that yeah, that place was last. Yes, exactly. Okay, so... We're going to be previewing this Sunday's uh, Walking Dead Season 6 kickoff. Plus, we're going to talk about uh, the season that was of Fear the Walking Dead and plus uh, a couple more things along the way. And it is officially the birthday of the great Antonio Mazzaro. So happy birthday, officially, Antonio. Thank you, Rob. We should have had uh, former Walking Dead showrunner Glenn Mazzara on here. Isn't that your uncle? Your dad. That's my uncle. What's my dad? It's my uncle, dad, Glenn. Uncle, dad, Glenn? Yeah, I'm from Kentucky. Same thing. Are you related to Glenn from The Walking Dead as well? Yeah, definitely. Look at me. Or did he just others. deliver you pizzas? Oh well, he, he didn't either. I'm I'm a fan of Glenn. I like, I, but I, my I, seriously, my uncle dad Glenn Mazzara, I doesn't get enough props. But uh, I don't know what's he doing now. I wonder. I don't know what he's doing. He kind of disappeared. Does anyone in the chat room know where Glenn Mazzara is at? Not yet. We don't know Not yet. Antonio, yeah. also, when uh, we were podcasting about uh, Survivor yesterday on Rob is a Podcast, I, I, on the edit, when I was editing, I realized that one of the voicemailers called you Maz. Is that an official uh, nickname? Oh, my God. I think Maz just fled the room as soon as, you, as soon as you brought up the idea of Maz. He fled. Josh, is that, a, is that accurate? Is, is Maz? I, a, I've never heard canon? of Maz Mazzardo, but now I can't unhear it. I feel like that's good. Don't yeah. you like that? Maz Mazzaro? Oh, is that going to be confusing with AJ Maz? AJ Maz Mazzaro? No, that's, the, that's what we ship. Uh, when we, when we want to hear more of AJ Maz and Antonio Mazzaro together, we're shipping AJ Maz. Okay. So if Early you, contender for the hashtag. If you guys are listening to us in the podcast version on a post-show recap, so we are recording this live on Blab.im, where we do this on Friday afternoons, where you can watch the video as well. We'll post this also on our YouTube channel at... Uh, postyourrecaps.com slash YouTube. All right. So why don't we start to uh, set the stage here with uh, Josh, where we're going to uh, walk walking dead or fear of the walking dead. I I, want to talk just walking dead generally. Um, We'll, we'll we'll save a lot of that for when Antonio gets back. He slipped away for the moment, but I really want to get Antonio's take on walking dead because that's a guy. Oh, I see. He's coming back in. 
that's a guy who I've talked to about so many different TV shows. And I don't think that Antonio and I have ever had one conversation about The Walking Dead. So I'm really excited to get his take while we wait for that to load up. We've got AJ here. This is AJ's first time being able to talk about Fear of the Walking Dead. Uh, so do you, want, do you want to start there and get AJ's take on Fear? Sure. AJ. AJ, give us, give us the scoop. What did you think of Fear of the Walking Dead? Uh, you know, I've listened to you guys' recaps on it, and I kind of agree with Rob that the, the first episode was really slow and kind of wasn't sure exactly what to expect. But once we got through that first episode, I thought the storytelling was really cool, and I, I think it really got from point A to point B very quickly. And and I think one of the things with a, a lot of uh, television in general, but zombie shows in specific, specific, is that you know you really you have to just just tell the story. I mean, the stakes are there; it's built into the to the genre. So just tell the story, create interesting characters. Um, and I think the groundwork that they, they, they had by building those characters in the first uh, episode, even though it was kind of slow and kind of dull, I think by the end of the season, I think, you know, when you start to have characters, uh, fallen by the wayside, it actually is interesting and it's earned. And you kind of suddenly realize that you do feel for these characters that you didn't realize that, that you were going to when the season started. Yeah. Antonio, how much of Fear the Walking Dead had you seen? I only saw the premiere episode uh, and I, I, I realized right away because of what AJ's saying that I wanted to kind of take it in, in a bigger chunk that I wanted because it, it was a little bit of a slower pace thing uh, that I wanted to kind of knock them out at once. So I'm going to go back and revisit now. Okay. Now, AJ, how did you feel like it held up in comparison to The Walking Dead? Um, you know, it, it, it was difficult because they they were coming at it from uh the disadvantage uh, standpoint is that we now know more than the characters do because we know what this universe is like and we know where it's going. And, and so it, it, it was an uphill battle that I don't know that they could have won in terms of competing with the walking dead. I mean, they're creating a companion piece and I think going forward, it's going to be a great companion piece. And I think now that we're kind of the timelines are kind of slowly approaching each other, at least, you know, the beginning of walking dead that we know uh, in fear it'll work better going forward. I, I think it, it, it just had to be this where you know more than the characters that that's a situation for trouble. And now that the characters kind of caught on a lot quicker than they did in, in Walking Dead proper, I think they realized we're going to catch up, just get, trust us, bear with us, we'll get there. And I, I think they earned my trust going forward by getting there. Josh, I just want you to uh, set the stage here for us in terms of spoilers. What what sort of spoilers are we talking about with uh, Fear the Walking Dead and The Walking Dead? Yeah, I think that we should be talking about the shows as they are currently. You know, Fear the Walking Dead has aired six episodes that first season. That small chunk, I would say it's a small chunk, not a big chunk, Antonio. That small chunk of Fear the Walking Dead is behind us. I think that we should be able to have free reign to talk about all of that stuff. I think that we should have free reign to talk about Walking Dead proper all the way through the end of season five. And if you're not comfortable with that stuff, this is officially your spoiler alert warning. I think that we should be able to dive in all of that stuff. And that being said, I think as far as Fear of the Walking Dead goes, I feel like I don't know if we need to address any like me, like specific uh, spoilery plot points. I kind of feel like that we could talk about everything for Fear of the Walking Dead without getting uh, like there's really not that much to spoil. Like, uh, well, there's not there's not much to spoil, but I, I would love to get into some talk about uh, what season two might look like. I think that's fine. I think that's fine. Also, I, I think that's that that's fine. I don't think we need to get into like uh, like who's who's alive and who's dead. I don't know. I think we could probably probably dance around that, but uh, I I think that if you're that worried about it, maybe uh, check out. Fair enough. Fair enough. I think you'll be okay. 
Yeah, I, I, we, we're going to have to talk about that end. We'll talk about right, talk well, about I'll that. See you guys later. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Because uh, Josh, uh, did you see any of the news this week talking about uh, what season two might look like? Yeah, you know, Dalton Ross has a really good connection with the people on Walking Dead, and he's always publishing stuff on Entertainment Weekly, and he's got a great interview with Kirkman, with Robert Kirkman, the creator of the Walking Dead comic books. He's the writer of the Walking Dead comic books, alongside Tony Moore and Charlie Adler, who are the people who are uh, the artists on the series. Uh, Tony Moore, a long time ago, Charlie Adler currently. Kirkman's deeply involved in the show. He's always the guy who's doing press for this thing, and he's talking to Dalton Ross in this Entertainment Weekly article about what fear might look like moving forward and the way that Fear the Walking Dead season one wrapped up was with everybody is going to be getting on this yacht it seems like it seems like we're heading out for the water and that seems like an interesting choice uh for season two what's that going to look like pirate zombies um so we have we have this interview with kirkman over at ew where he is saying that fear is going to be a journey show the way early seasons of the walking dead were a journey always trying to differentiate the two shows as much as possible being on the water is vastly different than being on the land Anybody who's concerned about there not being enough zombies because they're on the water shouldn't have any worries there. There's definitely going to be a lot of intense action, a lot of awesome boat stuff. Despite the fact that zombies can't walk on water and can't swim, there will be plenty of zombies to be had. So awesome boat stuff. That's season two. Josh, over under two episodes on the boat. You think that's it? You think we're only going to do two boats? How many episodes could you do on the boat? Well, there's going to be 15 episodes in season two. It's probably going to get split in half the way the Walking Dead seasons typically are. It's usually one half in the fall, one half in the spring, or however they're going to do it with Fear the Walking Dead in terms of scheduling. Uh, but I think, um, I don't know. I think it's got to be more than two episodes. on. The boat. I mean, do you think that we are going to be doing like some Captain Phillips stuff? Uh, <laughs> someone's going to be boarding Strand's yacht on the Captain now. Yeah. I mean, I don't know why Strand needs all those people. Are they just going to be like his crew slaves on the boat? Like, is that yeah. where he's the he's the captain of the boat? Yeah, it could be. It could be Captain Phillips douche. Is that going to be the, the douche of season two? <laughs> I think so. AJ, how long do you think we spend on the boat in season two if you're the Walking Dead? I think boat will become like a home base. I think they might troll the coast, go up and down a little bit. And, uh, you know, kind of like the love boat, you know, they'll, they'll go pull into Puerto Vallarta and, you know, Charo and company will go out and visit the, the yes. mainland and the town and then they'll come back and then they'll go out. I, I think, I think it'll be a place of safety that they'll go to, but they can also leave for, you know, dock and, and, and go into the mainland for, uh, you know, an episode or two and have their shenanigans and then have to escape back to the boat. I mean, it's yeah. like a, a yacht or a cruise ship. I don't think you could really like, I feel like that people are going to be like trying to, you know, get, get on the boat. If any, there's any survivors, I think they're going to like storm the dock every time they see that cruise ship pulling in. Yeah. It's going to be zombie pirates, man. It's happening. Let me ask you a question. Cause this whole boat thing, what, what were the ratings? Didn't the ratings kind of precipitously decline for this show throughout the first season? Um, I don't know the number off the top of my head. I, I don't think that it, it declined significantly. I think I'm I'm just doing a quick look right now. Fear the Walking Dead had the highest rated first season in cable history as uh, as per Entertainment Weekly two hours ago. Uh, so I think that that sounds pretty good. I mean, yeah, it probably I did, I, I, didn't keep up the pace that was from the premiere. Probably the premiere was probably the highest rated of the episodes, but I think it probably plateaued to a very nice spot. Okay. That, Cause that would, I, I feel like there was, um, I feel like I read there was a steady decline and it was actually, there was some concern about it. Uh, there was an article, uh, I'm looking at an article on Cinema Blend, are people turning and fear the walking dead? I think the DVR ratings ended up being pretty good. 
uh, and I think that they were okay in the demo. My concern would be if they respond to that in any way because this first season was a little slower, uh, and now you're going to be on a boat. Like I don't know if they if they're looking at that and saying we can't be on this, we can't have a love boat type thing where we're just going town to town, port to port. Uh, that's what you know. We'll, we'll 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 pick up some really bad things like sailors do. I just don't know. I, I think that. I mean, Alfred Hitchcock made Lifeboat. That entire movie was on a boat. So there are things you can do, uh, but I guess only so much. Are you excited about the prospect? Would you watch a, a show of uh, sea zombies, Antonio? Does that sound fun to you? So, if the zombies can swim, I don't know how good, how, how great I feel about that. I don't know. Swimming zombies, I don't feel great about. But I like the idea of kind of exploring weird islands and things. I mean, think about it. I don't. If you're talking about the meta story of The Walking Dead, maybe the virus hasn't spread or maybe that whatever the, the cause of whatever was happening isn't present in places that were untouched or, or I don't know. I mean, if you play games like where you're trying to spread a virus like a pandemic. The island places are always the places it spreads to last. People close their ports off and make it very hard for anyone to come in. So there could be interesting stories to tell like that, too. Yeah. Yeah, I think that they'll be fine in terms of how the ratings go. I'm sure whatever they do is going to be is going to be fine. Like I'm not too concerned about that. I mean, I don't know how many zombies there ultimately are going to be on on the water. I feel like the danger is going to come from other people that are also have the same idea of the water and like trying to get on get on that ship. So I'm not sure exactly if we're going to see too many walkers until we get back to the water, get back to the land. But I'd be very surprised if we spend a big chunk of the season on the boat. So what's your what's your prediction for where it's going to go? Where where do you think the show is going to go if they're not going to be on the boat for a while? I think they'll end up coming back to the port. I mean, the thing about Walking Dead is always trying to give them something else to do because the, we've talked about this so much with the Walking Dead proper of where we said like, okay, with Lost they had a mission of okay, well, trying to we need to try to get off the island. Like there was like everybody was sort of had the same sort of goal, and eventually though that that goal turned into other things. But on the Walking Dead, it's just like okay, well. Let's just keep trying to live until more bad stuff happens. And a lot right. of times they're on the move. And a lot of times it's like, okay, we're in a new place. And then it's like, okay, well then, like even this season going into the regular Walking Dead with Alexandria, like, you know, eventually they're going to be gone from Alexandria and they're going to move on to the next thing. Yeah, you think? You think they're going to stay at Alexandria for more than, but when we start season seven, you think they're still going to be in Alexandria? I don't know. We'll see. I mean, I'd be very, I'd be very surprised. I'd be almost surprised if we're in Alexandria by the second half of season six. <laughs> yeah, that's usually how it works, right? You spend, you, you can't spend much more than a season and a half. Well, if it's a season it and a half, stale. and in, in a in one community, then they've got a little bit more time than that. Yeah, it's like each each like eight episode thing. It's either they're on the road or they're in a new place, and then it's like, oh wait, this is like Herschel's farm, so we got to get back on the move. So I think that it's going to be the same sort of thing where oh, we haven't seen them on a boat yet in Walking Dead. Okay, so let's have them on a boat for a couple episodes, but then eventually, you know, they're going to run out of supplies or for whatever reason, like it's not going to be smooth sailing. They'll have to get off the boat and go somewhere else. Ah, yeah. nice smooth sailing. I like that. I like Maybe that. they'll go on a three hour tour and there'll be a bad storm. <laughs> Maybe. Perhaps. That'd be good. So we'll That'd see. But I, I, I'm excited to see. Again, it's something we haven't seen yet on on in this universe. So let's because I think a lot of people have said, well, why don't people just get on a boat? Why don't they go to an island? So we'll see what the problems are with that. Um, Antonio, you said you watched the first episode of Fear the Walking Dead. Yeah. What did you think of Nick's outfit? Do you remember Nick? <laughs> <laughs> I, I listened to your podcast. Uh, I I don't know. I'm trying to remember what you said on that podcast, but I feel like I was right in line. Uh, what was the uh, what was the deal with that? 
I don't know. He just looks terrible, and he never changed. He never changed? No, he changed a couple of times, but then he would change back. AJ, was that ridiculous to you? He's an old man, right? Like, he has, like, he has, like, one of my grandpa's shirts on or something. I'm trying to remember. He has, like, a lounge suit on or something. I'm trying to... We've got we've got this in the chat room from Steffi Rella who says they and I believe they is the show. The show loves his jacket. They said so on the Talking Dead after the finale. So I think I think Fear the Walking Dead is hanging on to Nick's costume. I think that He's that's not. Isn't it like an old man coat or like an old man? I just remember he was dressed like an old man. He looks like yeah. an old man. It's literally an old man's coat. It was an old man <laughs> in the hospital room that he took those clothes from, and he has just oh, that's on. right. <laughs> yeah, they and weren't even his. <laughs> he already looks like you know Willy, a Willy Wonka, John, Johnny Depp kind of character, and right. then, then, now you dress him up like Fear and Loathing, and it's just yeah. like how much Depp are we going to get out of this guy? Very yeah. Deppy, very Deppy. Yeah. Can we what talk about think of that character, AJ? Did you like Nick? I know Rob was not a fan. What were your What was your take on Nick? Uh, you know, I like the idea of Nick of someone who's uh, you know going through his own problems, and you know, with the addiction, he kind of looks like he's a zombie to begin with. So. Um, you know, there's always was that specter of uh, him being misidentified as a zombie. But no, I don't like Nick as as a character. I, you know, the the danger from within kind of isn't necessary at, at this present. You know, if he had developed the addiction, I mean, and I'm sure they'll play it later on where they'll find a stash of drugs somewhere and like he'll, he'll relapse or something, and and that'll become something. Um, but nah, I, I, didn't, I didn't necessarily care for care for him at all. I thought this was interesting. Uh, AJ, I think that you, the point you make about uh, the, the drama coming from within is, is really valid. Rob, you always point out how on all these shows nowadays, these, these opiate addicts just keep popping up. You know, that's just, it's a trope of modern shows that you've got a character who's got heroin issues. And uh, I, I'm not surprised that they weren't there. Uh, we have a little bit of Charlie from Lost kind of because you don't have the access uh, right away to the pharmaceuticals, but that's certainly going to be front of mind, I think, and maybe not while you're on a boat, I guess. But uh, you're right, AJ. I guess anytime you could come across that, then you've got a you know a character moment or internal drama that you can play. Um, but I think that that's interesting. I actually had a question about Fear the Walking Dead for you guys uh, specifically. Anyone who also watched Better Call Saul, do you think Fear the Walking Dead is a better show than Better Call Saul in terms of a spinoff from its you know from its parent show, or do you think that it's a uh, it's not as good in terms of the, the show that occurs in the same universe. Um, I love Better Call Saul. I think Better Call Saul is fantastic. I think that's a phenomenal show. Um, I, I, would, I would say I prefer Better Call Saul to Fear the Walking Dead. I would say that I think that Better Call Saul had higher highs in terms of, of you know, some of the episodes that it did and uh, places, places that it could go. But I feel like uh, I think Fear the, Fear the Walking Dead probably... I think has more uh, more room to explore where I feel like that uh, Better Call Saul as it moves forward, I feel like it's sort of like locked into what it ultimately has to become because we know that the point where we're getting off of that is where Breaking Bad starts. I feel like that that's a little bit more like we're locked into what's going to happen where I feel like Fear the Walking Dead could really go anywhere. So I think I'm a little more interested to see where Fear the Walking Dead goes. That's actually what made me think of that because we had a question from Guy Jen in the chat that said beings that they have stated that Rick has not woken up yet in the timeline of Fear the Walking Dead. Do you think they'll bring the dead characters from Walking Dead into future seasons? And then we started talking about a little bit the potential for crossover and, and the similarity between the shows and Alexandria and what's going on there and how they'll eventually move on and so forth and so on. So it seems possible that they could bring the shows together in some way, shape or form. 
in a way that I'm not sure we know that they could do on Better Call Saul. And maybe that's uh, maybe that's something that that we want out of these these Walking Dead shows. Maybe them coming together is not a, not a bad thing per se. I mean, I definitely think that there is a possibility of a crossover. I mean, it's geographically uh, very difficult to do because of how far away they are away. And it's not like people are going to be getting off of a plane. Like, I mean, you could have done something early on where it was like we could have been seeing like Michonne get on a plane from Los Angeles and leaving that that area. And maybe, you know, with this uh, webisode, uh, maybe we do something with somebody from uh, traveling on a plane. But it's like pretty much uh, it would be hard to imagine somebody would traveled from Los Angeles to, you know, where they are currently in the walking dead, which is the uh, complete opposite side of the country. Well, now that they've got a boat, <laughs> right. <laughs> but you still have to go around the, you know, the Panama canal to get to the other side. That sounds fun. Yeah, that sounds great. This is, is actually it working. <laughs> It'd be good. I'd like it. I think that'd be fun. Uh, they could work it themselves, right? I mean, these are. This is a group that went from being guidance counselors and English canal? teachers to being mass murderers. <laughs> so can't they work the Panama Canal? When isn't that not I beneath? I feel like well, there's some electricity involved. Yeah, it'd be tough. It'd be tough. It'd be, <laughs> be hard. Tricky. Yeah. Uh, so we've we've got some questions about Fear the Walking Dead. Let's start wrapping that stuff up before we start talking about Walking Dead proper. Uh, this is from in the chat room from Guy Jen, who says, "What do you think about the hints of a connection with Madison being a Southerner? Have you guys seen anything about this? There's some theories that Madison, Kim Dickens's character, is somehow related to Rick Grimes or somebody from Atlanta." Hmm. Yeah, I was watching. Uh, I was watching Talking Dead, and and uh, Kim Dickens was on, and they did mention that she's got a little bit of that drawl, and they kind of hinted at that it could play into the future. I don't know if they're just playing at it because they're, you know, it's fun to poke the fans and, and tease them a little bit. Um, sure. Why not? Why, why couldn't she be like, have, you know, reference a character and then we meet the character, um, you know, her sister or something on, on, on a regular walking dead. I mean, I, I, it's, it's a nice way to tie the two shows together without having to go too far into, uh, you know, working at it. You know, you just introduce a character or she mentions a character maybe that we've already met. And and oh wow yeah and, you know even especially if it's a character that's already dead that could make you know bring some gravitas to to her character if we know that oh this character that she's related to is actually already dead and she doesn't know I, that that might work but yeah. uh, is, is it going to be like this big oh she's Rick Grimes' sister I think that would be pushing it that's too too Luke and Leia for you I, I think it's a little too on the nose in terms of trying to uh, you Let's know say Jack and Claire. Again, yeah, well, again, you don't need you you don't need to create like twisty twists to these stories and like have this big shocking revelation. What is this in this big season. brother? Yeah, exactly. Isn't this twisty twist? Like, twist your, your mustache, Antonio. Yes, I can do that right now. Yeah. There he goes. You, you know what? Are you gonna have Zingbot come in like Nick? Your jacket is so dated. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing I understand less than sports is Big Brother, so I'm lost right now. <laughs> Yeah, AJ is Zingbot the mascot of Big Brother. He is. He is. Yeah, I, I like just, that. But I he never talks. About that. You don't like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah you know, for Zingbot, I'll let it go. <laughs> I love Zingbot. Yeah. Um, here, here comes a question from Mumbleio. Would getting on a boat for season two be better or worse than Herschel's farm? Being on a boat for two seasons, getting to Atlanta, is that better or worse than Herschel's farm? That's the question. Again, that's a very long boat ride from yeah. <laughs> from Los Angeles to Atlanta. It's really I don't, I don't, I don't think you can take a way into Atlanta. I don't think you can go into it. Atlanta. Atlanta does not have a port. Last time I checked, I could be wrong. 
Yeah. Well, technically they're in DC now. So. Mm-hmm. A little easier. So yeah. Got a, a little bit of a uh, little bit of leeway. This was a question that was on PostShowRecaps.com from VNFL Cards. Uh, so the people in Fear the Walking Dead are the worst. Nine days into the apocalypse, and they're already torturing, leaving people to die, and committing mass murder via zombie horde. So let's let's just open that up to the room. AJ, do you think that these people are the worst? Is, is it is it too early for the Manawas and Clarks to be this awful towards other human beings? No, I don't think so. I, uh, in terms of, I mean, if this was a real life situation, would I have liked to see them uh, change who they are so drastically in a much slower pace? Yeah, probably. But like I said, we're operating on a show where we've we we know that in you know this weekend we're going to get to see Rick and and and, and Daryl and and we know where they're at now. And in order for Fear to compete with The Walking Dead, they have to get there a lot faster than you can't have a slow build. So in that sense, I'm, I'm totally fine with it. Let's let's just get this apocalypse started. Yeah. And I, I think for Madison, I think the important thing was that once that Nick had to get taken away by the authorities or by the army for her to be willing to, you know, have them torture uh, Reynolds slash Adams and say, OK, let's find out what he knows. I mean, had, you know, Nick not been taken away, then I don't know if she would have necessarily been on board with it. But it was sort of like, OK, whatever, whatever it takes, I need to get my kid back. And that was the same sort of thing. I think that Daniel was already that guy. It didn't take much for him to become that guy. And then really, I think it was a more of a, uh, you know, it took a little longer for Travis to get to that point. I do feel like, you know, that that probably was a little a, a bit too far to release the zombie horde, uh, you know, potentially when there are so many people that are their neighbors in their community that are probably also going to die. Like, I mean, it was like they really, you know, it was a real magic trick to get the horde of zombies to go exactly where he wanted them to go right. at that point. It wasn't like the Coliseum was right next door to the army base. Yeah. Um, this is from Guy Jen. Did it seem like Travis made that Rick transformation in six episodes rather than multiple seasons? And it seemed too fast. Was it too fast for Travis to get to where he was at the end of the season? Uh, we will refrain from saying the name of the person he kills but he kills somebody in the season finale and it's a big deal. AJ, do you feel like that happened a little fast? Um, uh, well, again, I, like I said, it, yeah, in, in terms of if this was a show starting from scratch and it, it, Walking Dead didn't exist, I would say I wouldn't have bought it. It's, but in the terms of we need to get these characters to where we need them to be for a full season and we're competing with The Walking Dead, then no, it's, it's really not. And, and, uh, you know, we were the first episode was so slow, and everyone's like, "Are we going to have to sit through an entire season of slow build when we don't even see a zombie?" Um, you had to build it really quickly. Let's get all the zombies. Let's get these characters. Let's move the chess pieces, and let's let's get to the end game because we we need to really ramp it up. Otherwise, the show wouldn't have worked. So, uh, in terms of that, no, I'm I'm not worried about how fast it was. It, unrealistic for a new show, yes, but not a new show in this universe. Um, Rob, let's start wrapping up and getting into regular Walking Dead. But first, you watched the webisode, didn't you? Yes. What did you think of the Fear of the Walking Dead webisode? Well, I didn't think there was a lot there. I felt like I'm surprised that they put out 90 seconds of this with absolutely like I, I did not think that there was really enough there to sort of hook you like in terms of if, you, if you're going to put out a webisode. And, you know, I, I feel like um, this is something I've I've studied a lot over the years. Like, I think you put up four episodes. I mean, put up, you know, give me five minutes here. 
It was yeah. like 90 seconds, nothing happened. Somebody that I don't even know who they are is getting calls from his mom. I, I don't think that there was enough there to get me to I'm dying to see what's going to happen next. Well, I'm I'm really excited. If you guys haven't seen it, the concept is it's this airplane thriller. Uh, an airplane is eventually going to take off from the tarmac, maybe, and zombies are going to be breaking out on the airplane. And there is a woman who is really aggressive with the uh, the window shade, and I'm looking forward to seeing her get her just reward <laughs> because that was really rude. That was very rude. But I mean, I, I, mean, I have they, no sunlight on this plane. Yeah, yeah. I mean, could so they the, show one one like uh, at least hint that somebody is going to be a zombie? Is it like can they give us a little bit more of you know a hook? Yeah, yeah. So they're going zombies on boats. We're doing zombies on planes. What mm-hmm. I mean, are we going to do trains with these uh, mother flipping zombies? That's right. Yeah. Gonna get them off the plane, and then they're going to land in New York, Josh. Right, and then uh, an intrepid CDC agent is going to be there at the airport. Waiting are you for doing me. a strain? Are you doing a strain right now? Don't do any strains right now. No strains uh, on I don't this know podcast. What you're talking about? Don't know what you're talking. Just about. to go back to the idea of the strain. A, a web a webisode for The Walking Dead. And, and this was like part of my complaint about the premiere episode. I feel like uh, that this is this is a a world where you need that Twitter moment. You need if you're doing a webisode, you want people to share that content. Nothing happens in that 90 second video that's going to make any person say, "Hey, check this out. Watch this video because right. this is insane." And again, it's a you know small screen. You know, the action needs to be bigger. You can't just be having like uh, people talking on the phone, you know, in a web video. It doesn't do anything. Yeah, no, it was not great. It was not great. It was quick. It was ninety seconds. I agree. I think that you got to release a few of those episodes in one blast. But the strategy is they're going to air one every week during Walking Dead proper. It's going to last for a while. I think it's the wrong strategy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, should we talk Walking Dead proper? I'm dying. I believe it. I believe it's time. Uh, Antonio, you you disappeared for a little while at the start of this thing, but I really wanted to get your take, just generally speaking, on Walking Dead because I've talked with you about so many shows, and I don't think you and I have ever had a conversation about The Walking Dead. No, I don't think we have. And I uh, was a fan of the comic before I was uh, before I, the show ever came out. I the, it is Cynthia, Kentucky, is probably about a thirty minute drive from me, which is, of course, at least in the comic where everything begins. Rick Grimes and is sort of from where I'm from. And Robert Kirkman is sort of from where I'm from. Uh, we, he has donated a lot to schools. He's done a lot of great projects in the rural areas, very near to my home. And so this is a series that was on my radar and I was very excited uh, for the comic, read the comic, and then I watched the TV show. And I think the TV show initially suffered by this sort of, even though one of them was my uncle father, uh, <laughs> rotating through uh, these showrunners, right? So we had Frank Darabont come in and, we, and there was a very kind of, interesting Frank Darabont kind of uh, feel to the show. So there was a distinct feel. It was very cinematic, especially the pilot uh, was shot as almost in, in, you know, as in the the sort of format. Uh, And then we had different feelings for the other seasons. And I think the show sort of stumbled through the Herschel's farm type uh, stories uh, and how long are we going to look for the girl and stuff like that. So I think the show has fits and starts. And I think that certain halves of certain seasons are better than others. Uh, I think that the Alexandria story is is one where they could actually really uh, find some really interesting stuff to do. It suffered, I think, because of how popular it is. I think anytime you have a show this popular with no end date in sight and a network that's going to want to make it forever, 
I think you you are you do find it difficult to tell stories that uh, are that aren't that aren't stupid or that lack logic or where you're not angry at the characters most of the time. And I think The Walking Dead has suffered at times from that for sure. Uh, and it's a victim of its own success in that regard. But the Alexandria story, there's a lot of potential there because I think we have our characters who have wandered around throughout the kind of landscape and they're essentially feral at this point. They're not zombies themselves, but they're one step ahead of them. They're just like they're one step above. They're not well-settled humans who are ready to go back to a somewhat normal life. And you throw that kind of chaotic uh, group in with a, a somewhat settled area. I think you've got a, a chance for a really interesting season of television. Yeah, I think the second half of season five was some of the best Walking Dead that we'd ever gotten. I think the Alexandria stuff was really fun and interesting. I think that where we where we got with someone like Carol, who is like really, a you know, a wolf in sheep's clothing. I thought, you know, the whole cookie monster thing. I thought that there was some mm-hmm. really terrific stuff. Um, AJ, when, when was the last time we checked in with you on season five of Walking Dead? What did you think of season five overall? Um, yeah, it's been a while. I, I I know. I know. I did at least one uh, of the recaps, but it was like in the in towards the end there. Um, I, you know, I really enjoyed the season when they uh, the, the road the road to terminus, as it were, when they you know were split up and we got to see like these little slices of 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 how the characters were dealing in small groups. And I liked the fact that we were focusing on on the small groups and then seeing what happens once they got back together. So that that was my favorite season thus far. I thought a lot of the characters really got to grow. And that's where, of course, we had the Grove and, and where, where Carol really became uh, uh, the Carol that we know now. Um, you know, this current season, uh, I liked the idea of seeing them in an environment that is so normal on television. Uh, just, you know, have, going to parties and, you know, having, having potluck dinners and things like that. I thought seeing these characters really thrust into a normal uh, environment it was really interesting to see how they how they would react to it and and I'm really excited uh, because uh, you know clearly it's not working out <laughs> uh, and so to see you know what the fallout is what 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 is going to be the fallout now that uh, all, all heck is broken loose so that, that that's where I am I'm like I'm really excited uh, I, I think they've set up some really great scenarios here you know what are they going to do with Father Gabriel when when they realize he he left the door open like you know just little things like that that punch are, him. The face so many like, times. Yeah, but like, you know, uh, uh, is it going to be this group has to stick together or is it going to be, you know, now let's pick and choose who's in our group. We have a time time to like settle and sit for a bit. Yeah, there's there's the wolves at the door and, 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 and something's coming. But, you know, we still had to clean up our own house. And, and how do they handle this this betrayal from from, uh, you know, the, their group? Are they going to stick with the group or are they going to like take some of Alexandria in? And, and form a new group going forward. I think that's going to be an interesting uh, thing to, to see how it plays out. Yeah, what's really interesting about that is we already saw a decent example of one kind of, uh, I don't know, like negatively morphed version of that in Woodbury, right? And we saw what the governor was and what that kind of situation could be if you took it in the wrong direction and went really militaristic and strict and only allowed people that were ready to play by the rules and kept the people at bay and had people fighting each other and all sorts of those things. So, We've already seen that. And at that time, our people thought it was really negative. But what about now? What about when they're in the position where they have to kind of regulate things and they have to police things or they feel like they have some knowledge about the way the world outside the, you know, the door is and maybe that, that should impact the decisions that are being made. It's a great setup. It, it is, you know, it's a good setup in the comics. It's a good setup on the show. Uh, I think that it, it's going to make for some really good Walking Dead. 
The thing that I'm a little bit nervous about is, and, and I find this very frustrating with The Walking Dead, and I watched a big, I think it was, they showed this at Comic-Con, The Walking Dead uh, Season 6 trailer, and it looks like there's so much stuff that's, that there is to be excited about. But if we're going to do more of this, whoa, 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 Rick, don't you think this is a little bit extreme what you're proposing right. around here? I mean, this isn't Fear the Walking Dead. And, 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 it, and it's fine when Travis is saying like, whoa, 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 who are we as people? We're not these people. But after what we've seen in Alexandria, even in last season with the zombie horde coming through, like how many people have to die in Alexandria before they, the people in Alexandria say, okay, you know what? Desperate times call for desperate measures. Like the keys to the kingdom to Rick. It just feels like if we're going to be putting up walls in front, in front of Rick and say, whoa, whoa, whoa. I don't think we're ready for that kind of, uh, don't you think it's a little extreme Rick? And I know that you sure you have Rick like, uh, you know, basically like murdering somebody in front of everybody. And that was uh, less than great from from Rick. (laughs) But in terms of his plans for the walkers, like how many walkers have to breach the, the grounds of Alexandria before these people like wake up and say, oh, yeah, we actually have to get our, our act together. Yeah, I think that that's going to be an interesting thing with season six because you're absolutely right. And they were really reluctant when our people came into contact with Alexandra in season five. Uh, they had they've been fairly isolated from the true horrors of this world. They've seen a little bit of it, but not in the way that Rick and his people had seen it. Um, and now that Rick and his people come into Alexandria, they bring their baggage with them. And a lot of that stuff starts trickling in to the point that uh, Deanna loses one of her sons. Uh, her husband gets sliced with a samurai sword in the middle of you know the town in front of everybody. So it's starting it's starting to bleed in a little bit. And we haven't gotten a chance to see what that really looks like, how the Alexandrians react to that kind of thing. I hear what you're saying that like it, it could get really old if we're just doing the oh, Rick's gone too far again, if that's really the crux of the story. But I think what's interesting is, is where the Alexandrians are with that right now, which way that bends. And I think that bringing a guy like Morgan into the mix as well seems to be a real um, catalyst for tension this season, that this is a guy that when we've seen him in the past, he was a really hardened man. He was a guy who was really about the rules of the, of this new world. When we saw him in clear, he was somebody who was really off his rocker and really far into this thing. And then the last time we saw him in our little check-ins with him throughout season five and the season five finale, he's almost a pacifist. You know, he's got that giant ass kicking stick that he's carrying around with him, but he's just trying to kick ass. He's not trying to kill anybody with it. You know, it's a, it's a different Morgan. And I think it's, it's cool to get that kind of perspective and that kind of guy in the form of someone that was already a familiar quantity to us in some capacity um, to bring that guy into the show full time. I think that that's going to bring a lot of really exciting energy into season six of walking dead. And I think that that kind of philosophical divide that seems to exist between Rick and Morgan, Morgan being the very first living, breathing human being that Rick lays eyes on in this new world, representing a different way of doing things. I think that that could actually be really interesting. I do have to say, though, I feel like if we're going to get into a a little bit of like a political campaign between Rick and Morgan in terms of who should be the person uh, to run Alexandria, I feel like that's less interesting to me than some of the external conflict uh, that's going on with the wolves and that whole that whole storyline in terms of like the political struggle to rule Alexandria. Are, are you worried that we're going to get too much into talking politics there? 
I, w- I would love a, a election season on The Walking Dead. I think that would be fun. It's like the Iowa caucus of like, uh, vote Rick, vote Morgan. That'd be good. I'd like that. Well, what's it's, what's interesting about all of it in The Walking Dead, as I kind of said earlier, I think this seven episode arc structure is difficult. And I think that maybe they've figured it out a little bit better by now. But I think you need that big moment at the end of seven episodes. And so, Rob, the danger that you're talking about or of like, oh, Rick's gone too far yet again and nothing really changing in that dynamic. And then maybe it changes by episode seven, but you've spent six episodes doing the same thing over and over. That's a, that's a hole that this show has fallen into before. Uh, and it's a, it's a hole that's very present by virtue of the dynamic, the way the seasons are split up. And so there is a, there's a good possibility for that. At least an election story uh, moves that ball a little further down the field so that we're not seeing the same thing over and over. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I'm just pumped to have Morgan on the show. Lenny James is the man. Yeah, All Lenny of his James episodes have always been the best. Uh, having Morgan back is, is so awesome. It's going to be great. What do you think is going to happen with the wolves, AJ? What's up with the wolves? What's up with the wolves? I mean, uh, who knows? It, it, it's, it's kind of been this, this, uh, the wolves have been there for, you know, the slowly, but surely we're trying to learn more about them. You know, we just, the carving on the foreheads was kind of interesting. And then to see like the booby traps that they set up, uh, towards the end there, uh, was also very interesting. I, I don't know exactly where they're going with it. And I think that's, what's cool about it is that, um, you know, we've encountered the cannibal group. So, you know, I don't think they're going to go down that road again where they're just, you know, trying to survive and, and oh, well, you know, I, I think this they, this is going to be the enemy from without. There's going to be the enemy from within this season. And I think that you, you, you hit upon the key. It all depends on where Morgan falls down on, on Rick, I think, as how the season goes. I mean, if Morgan could just as easily in the first scene go, I understand, Rick, I understand. And, and, and everything's, you know, diffused at that point. Um, it, it doesn't have to be this conflict from within. If they don't spend time on that, then the wolves come right away. Yeah. So uh, to me, it's like, I don't know when they're coming. Just because the wolves are howling doesn't mean they're going to be busting down the door. And how much time do they have? And I think, I think it's going to be this kind of dramatic thing where as soon as they solve whatever the internal conflicts they have, that's when they're going to strike. Um, and, and I just think, for me, the, the dramatic tension is watching is just going to be when exactly is that going to happen? Um, and I'm actually hoping there's a little strife uh, inside the walls because as soon as there's you know no one on the show can be happy for long so as soon as there's a happy ending inside that's when they're going to strike and and that to me is the the most interesting thing about what's what's going to happen agreed agreed all right uh should we get into some questions on walking dead season six yes all right let's get into a little bit of this uh we have from uh dk bingham 52 in the chat room i feel like the preview has set up the morgan rick conflict i bet we don't see the wolves until the mid-season finale. Do you think that that seems about the right timing to you, Rob? It's sounds, about, sounds pretty Walking Dead to me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think right. we'll see some kerfuffle. I think we'll see like a little bit of some, uh, some fallout, like, oh my God, what's going on now? But I think that we'll probably need to be resolving the Morgan-Alexandria story, and maybe it's that we finally get our house in order, and then the wolves come and attack Alexandria. I think that's probably where we get like i think we're probably will have the the power struggle for alexandria first and then the wolves you know knocking at the door by the end of the mid-season finale eight weeks from now yeah that sounds about right to me antonio i I wouldn't mind if it happens a little earlier i think uh there might be just so much distraction and because so much of the morgan uh rick 
relationship hinge, hinge basically, you know, upon the father son relationship. I mean, I could just as easily see Carl going off for a walk and getting kidnapped by the wolves around episode four or five. And, and, and really that becoming a turning point. Classic uh, Carl. Yeah. yeah. Classic Carl. I think that that might be where they're headed. And, and I, for one would welcome it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we've got, we've got a question from Teddy Bluebear. Speaking of Carl says, is there going to be a love interest for Carl? There already is. That girl. Enid. Enid. Yeah. Never forget Enid. Yeah, remember we were talking about that show. Oh, is she one of the wolves? Uh huh. That's right. Yeah, there was a lot of Ooh. speculation that she was on the wrong side. I don't. I don't know if that's necessarily disproven at this point. Is it? I don't think so. Could be. Enid, we never really knew each other anyway. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's all I have to say. We we never trusted her. Uh, <laughs> from from Guy Jen, do you think at some point Carl will turn on Rick for going too far? Do you think that Carl is ever going to turn against his dad? I mean, I think he kind of did at one point during. Uh, was that was that during season four or season five? I guess it was during. Uh, it, the it was, pudding episode. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm trying to remember. What, I guess that was what post terminus. Was that no, sort of the, the pudding? The pudding episode oh, was. That, oh, that was post the jail. Post yeah. it was post the jail pre terminus. Right. It was season four's mid season premiere. I mm-hmm. think was was the pudding episode where Carl was really letting his dad have it. He was not happy with with Rick. He was really angry with him, and then they had to basically like Rick had to escape from the house where the guys came, and those guys ultimately were on their way to Terminus, also. So, yeah, I mean, they had it out. I don't think we're going to see another Rick and Carl um, feud, at least for a little bit. Um, what's next for Carol and her cookies from Hey George Hey? <laughs> Carol's really one of, I mean, she's become you know, over these last couple seasons, like she's like, you know, probably right behind Daryl Dixon as like the, you know, the third principal on the show. I think it's really, uh, maybe even more so than Michonne at this point. I feel like it's really Rick, the, the pecking order, I'd say probably in terms of like the, like Mount Rushmore of the walking dead. I think it's Rick daryl carol and probably michonne is four at this point wow yeah carol's the best character on the show yeah just straight up she's the best she's she's the sarah connor of the walking dead and that's awesome it's great you know you can get that recipe for that those cookies jorge like uh they're they're it's on amc.com i haven't made them yet but uh you're there it's ready for you to make them if you want let us know how they are (laughs) yeah it's got a it's got an applesauce instead of egg recipe yeah my, my wife can eat them yeah. And if you throw in pudding instead of the applesauce, I mean, no, then. No, no pudding. Oh, man, that's dangerous. <laughs> that's dangerous. I don't think that you want to do that. Um, let's go. Let's go around the horn. Let's go. Let's go with predictions for the season premiere. AJ, what do you think we're going to see in the premiere? Uh, I, I think we're going to. I, I think we're going to see resolution of, of the actual uh, event uh, that closed out the season fairly quickly. And I, I think we just need to we need to have a conversation between Morgan and Rick. Um, and sides will be drawn people will go on both sides of, of of them and and the camps will start to build i don't i don't think we're going to see necessarily anything uh, dramatic uh in terms of uh in terms of death and dismemberment but uh you know they've they've surprised me in the past so who knows but i i just think it's going to be more of a chess piece kind of kind of episode but it's going to be cool because morgan's going to be involved uh, Rob, what do you think this season premiere is going to rank? We've, we've seen different types of premieres from the show in the past, like the quieter season four premiere, which was, you know, Rick is the farmer now and he goes out and has this story in the woods versus the season five premiere, which was this insane, insane raid on Terminus. Where is yeah. it going to fall on that? Spot? No, I think it's going to be closer to the season five thing. Even the season four thing, and I know we introduced a lot of new characters. That was when uh, Bob was first introduced in the season four premiere. We did have the big set piece with like the helicopter was on the 
roof of the building and then the roof caved in. So you did have your, you know, your share of action. And I'm sure we're going to get a lot of that in the season six premiere. So I think that coming off of the layoff, I think we're going to get a, uh, a huge episode. I think that probably if we're going to get a dud of an episode, I think that's probably going to be coming, you know, episode two, three or four. But I think that they're going to land on and nail the premiere. Antonio, any predictions? You're so far behind, though. No, but I mean, I, I watched. I watched season five. I mean, I wa- I've, I've, I'm actually. Uh, I've, it's more that I skipped a little bit in the middle. Uh, I watched this this season five. Uh, but anyway, I think that. Um, I think Rob's right. I think that the other thing that I, I think is a dynamic with this show is, it seems like every premiere, you know, they're they're bragging about the numbers and they're trying to put up a big number every time. And I think there are new people that tune in that catch up on Netflix or that haven't watched before. And so I think that you are going to see some, I don't think we're going to see it that I think we're going to see a whole lot of walkers. I think we're going to see some violence. I think we're going to see some of the things the show does really well. I think we're going to see a lot of that in this premiere. I don't think it's going to be a quiet start to this show. No, be a huge night. Hope not. Uh, AJ mass. Yes. You have some other zombie shenanigans that you wanted to discuss with us. Yeah, well, you know, we, we spend so much time talking about The Walking Dead, and rightly so, but there, there are other zombie shows on television uh, right now, and they're actually pretty good. The Bold um, and the Beautiful? Bold and the Beautiful. <laughs> I mean, those walking undead, they're emaciated skeletons. No, 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 no. Um, there's, there's two zombie shows that I also watch uh, in addition to this, and I, I, I enjoy them both uh, for different reasons. Uh, I'll, I'll start with one is actually on sci-fi, and it's called Z Nation. And uh, Z Nation is from the Sharknado people, the Asylum. Ooh. Oh, that sounds, that sounds good. And, and they are just balls to the wall ridiculous. I mean, there's no realism. There's not even an attempt at realism. It's, it's, is there it's, anyone from 90210 on the show? <laughs> there is not. There, but uh, uh, mild spoilers here. They, they got me hooked because Harold Perrineau, from from Lost was was on the first episode and he was in all of the promos and it was going to be the Harold Perlno show and and they kill him like right oh, wow. off the bat um, so it was a bait and switch but having said that they just do a really good job of taking the zombie apocalypse to the extreme ridiculousness so there's plant zombies in one episode there's there's you know is these huge set pieces in warehouses where all they when have you to say do is plant get plant zombie what do you mean by a plant <laughs> yeah, zombie Let's rewind to plant zombie. Uh, this they've had an episode where uh, the z- zombies uh, humans have been uh, incorpor- engulfed by uh, plant life, and 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 they take on characteristics of plants because there's there's been so much radiation in addition to the zombie virus in this in this uh, in the storyline that the zombies are now m- mutating and reacting in different ways. It's it they're they're fast zombies. They're not the shamblers. They're fast zombies. They're smart zombies. There, there is zombie mind control. I, this is just—they just threw everything at the wall. And the reason it works is because they don't worry about realism. They just go for the ridiculous. And the characters are so well defined and so much fun that that you you care about them, despite the fact that they started off as these just cookie cutter archetypes uh, with with no depth. That over the course of a season and a half, they actually you know they actually have depth now. And when, when the characters die, you actually feel bad and, and there's emotion attached to them. They've done a really nice job of creating this universe that is Walking Dead, but Walking Dead bizarro version. And, and, and it started off as I think as just a, almost a parody. And they actually realized along the way that 
they actually had a lot of heart to these characters. And it's really enjoyable. It's, it's, it's a Netflixable season one. You, you, can, you can stream it. It's a real easy watch. It's pretty, it, you know, it's kind of like the, like, you know, the, the Incredible Hulk where they go from town to town. Um, they, they have a cure and they're, they're trying to bring the cure to the, the CDC on the West Coast. And, and there is a storyline that, that's a through line. But, you know, every week it's just like, what ridiculous thing can we do? And yes, they did have a zombie NATO in one episode. And it was preposterous. And yet heartwarming at the same time, because the characters were really we learned the backstory of the characters. So I, wow. I highly recommend it. It, it. It's it's ridiculous. It's not serious. But that's so opposite of what The Walking Dead is, it's that that it, it's, it's nice and refreshing to see a different spin on the zombie apocalypse in that regard. I wish you'd told me that DJ Qualls was on this show. I would have watched a long time ago. Well, DJ Qualls is on the show. How about that? Yeah, uh, yeah I'm he actually I'm intrigued by plant zombies. I, I know, yeah. Do they need brains or is it photosynthesis? Like what's going on there? Are these like the it's, losing plants from plants versus zombies? <laughs> like the zombies made it across the yard. And yeah, it's, it's, just, it's just a different take on it. It's a stuff I haven't seen before. And it's, it's preposterous. Like if you try and think too hard about it, like don't, don't we're, we're not, we're, it's not that kind of show. It's, it's lose your brain. Check it out here. But like I said, the, the characters are so, are so uh, endearing to me. I just find it. It's, it's fantastic. Is there a big there following? I don't know what the ratings are for it. I mean, it got a season two, which, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it, it says a lot because a lot of sci-fi shows just, you know, they, they if they don't hit, um, you know, they get rid of them. They're happy to, 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 to throw them away. I, I think there's a big following because it's it's the splatter gore cartoonish violence mm-hmm. that, 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 you know, a lot of people like. But like I said, uh, it's 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 very farcical and ridiculous. Um, you know, our main characters are a, a female soldier, uh, a hippie doctor. Uh, and there's a great character named 10K. Uh, he's a kid who's who's learned how to become a, a zombie sniper. And his name is 10K because he he's not going to stop until he kills 10,000 zombies. And he keeps a running count throughout the course of the series. So every kill, he's like 2015, 2007. It's a cool show. It's a different take on it. Um, there's, you see a lot of parallels to, to some of the some of the Walking Dead storylines, but they're all done with a different spin and, and always with just a a wink and a nod to the audience going, yeah, we know this is ridiculous. Just go with us on it. So I, I highly recommend that for, especially after a particularly brutal episode uh, where, you know, you, you lose one of your favorite characters on the walking dead and you want to watch something that's a little, uh, it's still going to tear out your heart when a main character dies, but you know, the zombie kills are, are, are nice and fun. Is it, is it really gross? It's, like what's the, what's the, what's the violence factor? Cause like the, it, you know, walking dead is so nasty. Uh, what, what's this like on, especially on sci-fi, I'm imagining it's a little goofier. It's goofy. It's, you know, like I said, it, it's, it's, it's kind of like that kill bill kind of, kind of violence where it's very violent, but it's also, you have to laugh at it, how ridiculous it is. So, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll kick heads in and like, you know, the head will come clear off, you know, Amazing. <laughs> fly across the room and there'll be a blood splatter. Uh, but it, it, but like I said, there's, there's a lot of heart to it as well. And, and I, I think one of the cool things about it is that in this society, they have a, a thing where when you kill somebody who's about to turn, um, you say, I, I, I give you mercy. And, and it's all about, you know, giving people mercy. And I, I, I kind of like that, that there's a, almost a spiritual aspect to it as well underneath. And it, it sneaks up on you how, how actually, you know, it, it starts off as this like ridiculousness. And then suddenly it's like, you realize you care. And I think that it's, it's, I don't think the creators of the show intended for, for it to have this heart and they discovered it and stumbled across it and they, and they steered into it instead of steering away from it. And I think that's, it's, 
to see the show grow from the beginning to the end of the first season was was fantastic. The other show, which it just had its uh, season premiere, season two premiere last night, uh, is called iZombie, and it's on the CW. Um, this is based on a comic book, but they really didn't take a lot from the from the source material. They kind of spun out on its own. But it's from the uh, it's from the Veronica Mars creator Rob Thomas, uh, and it really is. It's Veronica Mars. If you like that show, you will like the show. It's it's uh, the main character. Her name is Olivia Moore. Live Moore, <laughs> wow. and yeah, a lot of that stuff. Uh, she she is a medical student who goes on a, on this cruise and uh, gets scratched by a zombie. Uh, and turns into one herself. Uh, and the zombies on this show, though, are actually fully functioning people so long as they eat brains uh, to sustain themselves. So they're, they're, there's no shambling. There's no there's no gore in that regard. Uh, but when she eats her brains, she actually takes on the personality traits of that person whose like brain she's eating. Yeah, it, it, she, she gets their memories. Uh, and mm-hmm. uh, she helps to solve their murders. She helps. She's a crime-fighting zombie who uses the, the, these memories um, to, to solve the murders. It, it's so um, so filled with humor, so witty. The writing is very clever. Uh, it's a nice, different spin on the zo- zombie genre because it's not about killing zombies. The zombies live among us, and and you can't really recognize them as long as they're eating their brains. You can't discern them from from regular humans. So, so- it's. It, yeah, how did, yeah how Paul Borges is asking the question that's burning on my mind in the chat room. Did, did does she murder them by eating their brains? They're dead, so she's eating victims of other murders and other crimes. Yeah, there are some are zombies. Intact. There are some zombies. The bad, the bad guys, the criminal zombies, will just kill people to eat their brains. She actually works in the morgue. Oh. Uh, she gets a job in the morgue, so they're already dead. And but, but because they're in the morgue, they have they have died. Uh, but no one, no one scavenged their brains. In other words, no, no, no. She's the good zombie. They were scavenged. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, So she's okay. she's using her power, and, and there's an element of psych in it as well because uh, she she has a cop friend who uh, she's pretending to. Yeah, you know, she can't tell this this cop friend that she's a zombie, so she's she's pretending to be a psychic and saying that you oh. know I, I get these visions, uh, and, and it's it's so it's tongue in cheek. Yeah, How do other good zombies make it through? Then she, her, she's got a ready-made supply of, of food delivered to her. But what about other good zombies? Are they? Is there some element of like brain farming going on, or what are we doing with this? Well, the thing is, with this particular show, it's not a zombie apocalypse. It's not a virus that's really gone around. They actually, uh, the conceit of this is that um, there's this uh, drug that uh, that has turned some people into zombies, and uh, it's Baca. actually. <laughs> this ingredient has been, uh, un- unfortunately, this ingredient has also made its way into a, a very popular uh, energy drink hmm. called, called Max Rager. Oh, so um, True Zombie really is a thing. Russ Az in the chat room saying, yeah. can they buy tr- True Zombie? Yeah, so, so one out of you know every thousand people who drink this turn into a zombie uh, as a side effect of drinking the drink. Uh, most of them don't know what's going on, but there's our, our, our main bad guy who, who's played by uh, David Anders, who oh, was Adam Monroe on heroes. Yeah, he's great. Uh, he actually decided that he was going to set up a catering service for these zombies. So he actually goes out and kills people and uh, kills, kills homeless people and stuff. And, 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 you know, but really cooks them up with this fantastic fine cuisine. And he creates new zombies to create his clientele for his, for his restaurant. 
And so, uh, there are yeah, a lot more it, like vampires, it sounds like. So there's it's, a, yeah, it's a lot more like vampires, mm-hmm. but it's it's like I said, it's 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 very tongue in cheek. It's very 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 uh, clever writing. Uh, if you like Veronica Mars and you like the clever writing on that, you, you'll love this. This is also a Netflix streamable show. The Fitzgerald season one is on Netflix. Uh, I find it highly entertaining. Even just the theme song just really sets up. If you, you can go do a quick, uh, can you sing it for us? I cannot because it's kind of like. Uh, a lot of oohs and ahs, but it's it's got a really nice driving beat to it, and it just sits up this like kind of really cool like little universe. You know what you're in for when you hear the theme song. You're just like, yeah, I kind of like this. It's kind of like kind of catchy. It's, 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 it's a hip little show. It's on the CW. It's it's not depressing at all. It's 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 very it's very it's very comedic, and and I enjoy it immensely. Well, well, CW, uh, CW's comic book shows are are pretty tops. I don't watch Eye Zombie, but I'm a big Flash and Arrow guy, and those shows are awesome. So. Uh, not where surprised the, to hear it. Where does the I come in? The letter I. Where does that? I mean, what is the significance of the title being called I Zombie? Like, like I Robot, or oh, this was like an iPhone. Yeah, I, it, it's you know, it's just kind of a, a. I think it's more of a nod. I didn't read the the original comic book. I know the comic book is not just uh, just a zombie, but there's like a zombie and a werewolf kind of friend and a ghost, kind of more like being humans, where it's like these different uh, uh, dark characters living together and working together. But yeah, I think it, it's, it's more of a, a tech generation. There's a lot of text messages on this sh- on the show. Uh, they, they use that as a conceit where they'll, they'll text each other, and the text will come up on the screen. You can read the text messages. So I think it, 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 there's definitely a nod to the, the modern technology within it. Well, because society hasn't collapsed, right? Because you've actually got zombies in a normal setting where there is electricity, and people are talking, and people are living normal lives. So it's the zombie milieu or zombie kind of setup, but a, a modern milieu, a tech milieu. So that makes sense. Yeah, they're not. They're not. Most of the zombies are not trying to spread spread their you know their zombiness out there. They they can survive. They just need to kill in order. So, like I said, it is more kind of like vampires morphed into into the zombies. So yeah, it, it's a, it's a fresh take on it. I think uh, I haven't seen one. Anything like this? Okay, like it. Sounds fun. So, so much, zo- so much zombie stuff going on. It's Halloween month, man. This is the month for it. Yeah, it's 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 good. It's good. It's good stuff. And 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 if there's anyone out there who also like likes reading, I know. <laughs> How that's a strange concept. On. Books, but I do want to just throw out there: there's three series of zombie books. Uh, there's there's uh, uh, Mira Grant has the Feed trilogy, which is great stuff. David Moody uh, is an author who's who's got uh, two series. One's called Autumn, and one's one's uh, uh, called Hater, which is actually going to be made into a movie. Hater's not quite zombie, but it does. It when I was watching the premiere of Fear the Walking Dead, it, the that set up with the riots and everything really reminded me of the, the Hater trilogy. Uh, and there's a great literary style zombie book by Colson Whitehead called uh, Zone One. Zone One which, is great. Zone One, which is. is great phenomenal it's really an allegory for 9-11 but it's told as as a zombie apocalypse thing and and i cannot uh, recommend that enough that's Uh, a great book yeah good stuff okay well for more zombie talk aj mass is going to be uh with me live uh, this sunday night at 10 15 p.m eastern time on post show recaps to recap episode one of the walking dead josh is going to be on assignment uh this By weekend. assignment you mean tearing up the dance floor at a wedding then yeah i'm gonna be working all night <laughs> it's a big wedding weekend for uh, my co-hosts on this show that's right and so uh josh will be back with me for the walking dead feedback show which is going to be coming up uh later on this week so we'll be taking your questions following the walking dead as well if you want to subscribe to our walking dead podcast feed you can do that at postshowrecaps.com slash t w d itunes 
Okay, so AJ will be back with us on uh, Sunday night. Looking forward to that, AJ. Absolutely. I, I cannot wait to find out uh, the fallout from this uh, Morgan uh, coming in. And then uh, it's, it's Lenny James. It's great. Lenny yeah. James is so good. He's so great. All right. Do you guys have a hashtag for this episode of the podcast? Hashtag. Hashtag. Uh, we had one in the pre-show that I, that I remember. But how, about, how about hashtag plant zombies? I was plant just going to say that. So it has to be plant zombie. That's absolutely what I was going to okay. say. Hashtag plant zombie. <laughs> we love That's it. good. Okay, of course, you can follow AJ Mass on Twitter. He's at AJ Mass. And the birthday boy is at AC Mizarro. And of course, Josh is at Round Howard. I am at Rob Sestrino. We'll be back next week. What's on the docket for next Friday, Josh? Well, Antonio and I were texting about this earlier today. I'm sure we're going to do some Fargo talk. I'm sure it's going to come up. Antonio and I and Jeremiah Panhorse are going to start podcasting about Fargo Season 2, which premieres next week. So there's going to be a dedicated podcast to that. We're actually recording a preview show this weekend, so keep an eye out for that, postshowrecaps.com. Uh, so we'll do a little bit of that. But I think, Antonio, we're going to talk some Scream Queens. Is that what you wanted to do? Say, I think we could give it a shot. I've heard a lot of people, AJ's giving it the thumbs up. Kurt Clark, the tabulator, has been saying great things about it. I've, a lot of people have suggested that we check that out. I don't know. Uh, that's if, if you guys are up for it, I'm up for it. Yeah, let's give it a whirl. So I think we're going to give some Scream Queens. That's That's a Ryan Murphy show, right? Yeah, and it's October. So, I mean, this is the month, I think. Yeah. We, we, we need to do stuff like that. Yeah. And keep keep an eye out to postshowrecaps.com. Speaking of Ryan Murphy, for maybe a little American Horror Story, something might be coming your way. Okay. I'm not going to, no spoilers, no spoilers, but something really exciting might be. Plus, check out uh, Josh and Antonio. They previewed or did a, the podcast on the first episode of The Leftovers as well this week. So, a lot of stuff going on at postshowrecaps.com. Have a good weekend, everybody. We'll talk to you again soon. Take care. Bye.